0: Radio Drama Revival is brought to you in part by Audible, who offer a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Audible boasts over 30,000 titles, including a whole ton of audio drama. That's why I love it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Thanks. Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told to the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today we are continuing our focus on um, some of our favorite independent groups from around the planet, um, moving now to the UK to our great friends at the Wireless Theater Company. Uh, now, Wireless has been around since 2007. They were one of the first groups we ever featured here in Radio Drama Revival. And uh, just like this show has grown, and me as a producer with Final Rune has grown, uh, Wireless Theater Company has grown quite a bit. And uh, they have this unique perspective of being a group in the UK where there still is uh, mainstream radio drama being produced, being commissioned, um, being paid for by the BBC. And uh, the interesting thing, I think, as a radio dramatist, in the uh, UK, you have a bit of a a, a love-hate uh, complicated relationship status with the BBC. Um, obviously, to have a commissioning body that is uh, buying and commissioning new radio drama work is exceptionally awesome. Um, on the other hand, they also kind of have uh, a BBC sound, they have certain shows they will commission, certain shows they will not. Um, there's a certain amount of risk-taking and non-risk-taking, uh, leaning towards the non-risk-taking that happens at the BBC, uh, both in terms of s- story content as well as uh, story uh, production style and uh, risks taken with nude writers, not taken with nude writers, stuff like that, uh, which you know happens with all public bodies. And of course, there's a bit of bureaucracy and politics around the BBC, which... Is all the subject of the story today called "We Are the BBC," um, produced by Wireless Theatre Company. Um, so this is kind of an audio drama, geeks uh, audio drama. You know, so you sort of have to have a little bit of context of the BBC to really appreciate all this, and it's in that real uh, dry British humor. So it's it's deeply funny production, um, though a little bit. Uh, it's not just like your your grab your side and gag thing. There's a bit about um, the commissioning process and radio and uh, writing that makes it all um, so funny. So uh, this is a story by written by Susan Casanova. Hope I got that right. Um, starring a variety of actors, including Stephen Fry himself. Uh, Stephen Fry, who's kind of a big deal if you're familiar with um, the, the British. Uh, broadcasting and um the market over there um so it's quite a a special thing for the wireless theater company to be able to star him as himself which is really again really funny which you'll see you'll get the joke when you uh listen to the play um directed by jack bowman who is our good friend jack uh right there with Marielle, was uh one of the uh kind of main people behind uh wireless theater company so it's just a (laughs) wonderful uh production. So the story story revolves around this script, this amazing script that is stolen. Uh one character tries to uh becomes quite famous because of this stolen script and the writer who wrote the script that was stolen um, is trying to weigh his options as to uh getting the comeuppance for this character. So it's a uh a, a lovely funny play uh for you writers out there, for you BBC fans out there, for you radio drama fans out there. We Are the BBC by The Wireless Theatre Company. Hope you enjoy.
1: This is a
0: download from The
2: Wireless Theatre Company. We Are the BBC by Susan Casanova.
3: Four worthy nominations there, but of course, only one winner. The BAFTA for Best Single Drama goes to... Fabian Way.
4: Just trying to get it all straight in my head, really. I mean, I'm thinking back now. I should have twigged then. As long as I've known Rob, he's always been... Well, Rob. I mean, I don't know how else to describe him. Like, going back before he walked out to the society even... We were rehearsing Pirates of Penzance. It's all coming back to me now, like flashbacks. OK, Beulah. We'll take it from Mabel's first line there. Right. Sergeant, approach. Young Frederick was to have led you to death and glory.
5: That is not a pleasant way of putting it.
4: No matter. No no matter. He will not so lead you, for he has allied himself once more with his old associates.
6: I can't stand by and watch this. Beulah, darling, your body positioning is entirely wrong.
4: Rob? You may be
6: talking to him, yes, but you can still do that with your body facing front.
7: Oh, really, Rob? You don't have to. Now, watch me. Sergeant, approach! Should I... uh... No. Young Frederick was to have led you to death and glory. Oh, thank you, Rob. That's... No matter.
6: He will not so lead you, for he has allied himself once more with his old
7: associates. Rob, please, I don't even know what you're still doing here. We we finished with the Pirate King some time ago. Uh.
6: I'm sorry if anyone thinks I've spoken out of turn.
7: So, Beulah,
4: do you want me to do it like that, then?
6: I thought that perhaps you could use the benefit of my experience.
4: I don't know the lines yet,
7: mind. May I ask, Rob, what is the sum total of your experience?
6: (laughs) I have been performing with societies for 15 years, and not just teeth and tights rolls. I think Pat meant your professional experience. Need I remind you... You've
7: done some children's theatre, we know. Not
6: vastly different to Rod Hull and Emu.
4: Have you done shows with Rod Hull, Pat? A few years back.
6: I saw her, she was brilliant. And what, dare I ask, did you play Emu's understudy?
7: I was the Pink Fairy.
6: Well... Obviously, that stands you in excellent stead for this production. I'm not aware that Mr. Harland's bird ever appeared in any Gilbert and Sullivan operettas.
7: Now you wait there. I have done professional GNS. In nineteen seventy nine I appeared in the Grand Theatre Leeds.
6: Appearing in Row F Seat 9, was it?
7: <laughs> not yes. at all. You are being very rude, young man. Well.
6: Maybe the director would like to
7: show Miss Clack how it's done. If you'd worked in the theatre, Rob, you'd know that nobody ever shows an actor how it's done. Ex-cu- Can we take
4: it from the top of the section, Beulah? Um, couldn't we just think to the end of this bit? Why's that? It's just, I feel a bit embarrassed, to be honest, in front of people. You'll have to get used to them at some point.
8: Ah, uh,
6: yes, I went through this. It's a case of breaking through that barrier into the most marvellous euphoria. It's exhilarating when it happens. Now, Beulah, calm. Down we go into a slight plie. Deep breath in through the anus.
5: Did you just ask her to breathe through her Samantha Janus? Darling, at drama school, we were told...
7: Excuse me. I did go to drama school, and I can safely say I have never breathed through my arsehole.
6: Ah, old-fashioned methods.
7: For now, Beulah. We'll take it from your last line in this
4: section. Thanks. I'll practice by next time, I will. Dearly, as I loved him before, his heroic sacrifice and his sense of duty... His
6: heroic sacrifice to his sense of duty, I think you'll find.
4: Sorry, to his sense of duty Has endured him to me tenfold
6: Tenfold, tenfold, girl <laughs> What do you think a tenfold is? You're not doing your Duke of Edinburgh now, you know
4: I'm sorry, Pat, I can't do this Yes, you can No, no, sorry Oh, oh no, Bueller. listen now Bueller, oh, Bueller come, back. Like, come back It's no, all
5: right Come back oh.
7: Oh. Thank
1: you, thank you. Shush, shush, No, really, shush, shush. This is so, this is so humbling. Uh, 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 this is, oh, gosh. Shh, No, really, really, I am more than privileged to have been a part of this. From start to finish, it has been one of the great joys of my professional life. Too many people to thank here, but, well, to be honest, I shouldn't be accepting this award. I'm going to give it... I'm going to hand it over to a man I wish I could call my friend, but regrettably, I only know him through, uh, through this gift of a script that he's given me. Ladies and gentlemen, the genius behind Fabian Way, Mr. Rob Sterling Davis. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
6: Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. I'm not prepared. Oh, such a surprise. Lady, ladies, uh, gentlemen, darling what rapture to be here. Frankly, where I belong, surrounded by this plethora of glittering stars and a BAFTA. Oh, you've made me smile. And if I've made you smile, I've succeeded. If I've made you cry, and I know I've made a lot of you cry, I have succeeded. Now, I would like to say a big thank you to all my fans for the messages, uh, gifts and proposals. And to Kevin Spacey, if the offer's still on the table, why not? (laughs) Uh, Finally, I would like to say a big thank you to the big man himself. No, not Mr Fry here. You, my public, have shared with me by experiencing my life and my stories... It's only right to tell you that I am merely a conduit through which divine inspiration is allowed to be manifest. Gentlemen, celebrities, genuinely attractive. Oh, so many famous people. Look at these in the front rows. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> oh, this is where they sit the totty, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, no, really this this truly is the proudest moment of my life so far. Thank you.
5: (laughs) But I didn't know it was him. It never crossed your mind? Even though he's stolen one of my scripts before, he's been spouting bullshit as long as we've known him. The email never said from
4: Rob Sterling Davis or anything. How was I supposed to know? I thought I was doing you a favour,
5: I did! By giving him one of my scripts to that man! My best one! My story! I've messed up big time, haven't I?
9: Say something then. Tal? Good evening, and welcome back to our exclusive post awards ceremony coverage. We're getting all the back to low down here, and I'm now joined by Christopher Timothy, who tells me he has something very interesting to tell us about one of tonight's winners, Rob Sterling Davis. Now, Christopher. Well, it's Rob! Oh! It's Rob! Uh, excuse me. Um, Can you move out uh, of the just, way, please? Just. I'm um, um, making my way over to. Uh, Rob! Rob a Delphine King red carpet extra brilliant acceptance speech there genuinely entertaining so what can you tell us about Fabian way that hasn't been said already
10: ah
6: uh, so much has been said uh, written discussed well it's the best thing I've ever written there I've said it. <laughs> it
9: certainly is an emotive subject and you've told it in a way that's well... It really seems to have captured the hearts of the nation. Can you tell us a bit about where it all came from?
6: Oh, inspiration. She's a fickle mistress. Uh, you're asking me to paint you a portrait of the muse to describe her in intimate detail. I'm sorry, but that's, that's very personal to me. It's, it's just impossible to define.
9: Well, I wonder if you can tell us about the title. We know Fabian Way is, of course, Stephen Fry's character in the piece, but I'm told that everyone in the Swansea area knows it's also the dual carriageway that connects Swansea with the M4. Can you tell us what, if anything, that road has to do with the story?
6: There are things that signify on a level so deep... Uh, No, 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 no. Oh, ah... Ask the Bard what the title Twelfth Night has to do with the play.
9: Right. You compare yourself with Shakespeare quite a lot. Is he your main inspiration?
6: <laughs> We've been in touch.
9: You've... what? You and Shakespeare?
6: <laughs> I surround myself with love. It's it's something I do every morning, and I carry it around with me each and every day. What can I say? When one is encircled by this rich field of abundant positive energy, one is bound to attract greatness into one's life it, and trust me I know greatness
5: It's dragged it all up again seeing it there on that telly like that he's nothing like me of course, that Stephen Fry but it's still my life
4: That actress playing me is too posh and all but oh, Tal it's oh, weird beyond Yeah God, what have I done?
5: You allowed yourself to get taken in, Bill. Simple as that. Dear Miss Clack,
6: I hope you'll forgive this unsolicited email, but I met your partner, Talvin Roberts, recently when he did a short writing course with us here at the Beeb. He and I became quite chummy, and I was very impressed with his potential as a writer, so I'd like to help him out. There's a BBC writing competition coming up, and it would give me great pleasure to enter him into the competition, you understand. The first prize is enough money to see you and Talvin off on the holiday of a lifetime, with oodles of cash to spare. A new car, perhaps? Ooh, while you're about it, why not buy Talvin that plasma screen TV he's always wanted? So much you can do with £20,000. All you have to do is email me his very best script by way of entry, and I will ensure that it's fast-tracked straight through to the final stages. One very important thing. Please do not mention this to Talvrin. Let it be a wonderful surprise for him if or indeed when he receives the fabulous news. Thanking you in advance for your cooperation in this matter. Yours sincerely, Tobias Frampton.
4: Dear Tobias, thanks ever so much for your email and for taking an interest in my Tal. I am attaching the script he's been working on for about a year now. I know it's his best. He's put everything into it. For months he was getting up at 4am every day to write it before work. I haven't booked Marbella yet, but I've got it all sussed and I've loved looking at the brochures. Don't worry, Tal doesn't suspect a thing. Please let us know the minute you hear if he's won. I feel so proud of him already. Sincerely, yours, Bula Clack.
6: Fussing, fussing, please.
11: Sorry, Rob. I just want to be sure you know the drill before... Yes,
6: I am used to live TV, Fiona. There's really no need for all this.
11: Of course. Insulting your intelligence, aren't we? Okay, so basically, I'll give a short intro to camera, a few words about Stephen Fry's performance. Oh,
6: God, must you? I'm sorry? All these sick fans going on and on about Stephen Fry's favour. What about the writer? As if he somehow just created the role by himself.
11: No one's taking any credit away from you, Rob.
6: Aren't they? The sad truth is that the world may never know the potential that script had. If only those fools had actually allowed the actor for whom the part was written to play it.
11: Oh, yes, I heard. You wanted to play Fabian yourself.
6: Lennon and McCartney, what did they do? They wrote songs. Who performed them? Oh, they did. Have you ever heard anyone ask Macca, Oi, you, how dare you hog all these songs to yourself and your cronies? Give someone else a chance. David Bowie, you're never performing another one of your songs. Why don't you give it away? Let John Denver release this one, or Demis Roussos. Give the next one to the Wurzels, why don't you? No. Why should it be so different for actor-writers as it is for singer-songwriters? It's utterly unfair.
11: I'm guessing that for something like this they needed a star?
6: A star? I've been trying to tell youngsters who I've been working with. I'm talking as old as early twenties now. Many don't even know who he is. I actually have to tell them he's the chap who reads the Harry Potter books. Ooh, twinge of recognition there. Yeah, I know him, him that was in the carry-on films. They're confusing him with Jim Dale, for heaven's sake. Do you see what I'm up against?
11: We can't really not mention Stephen, though.
6: (sighs) Mention if you must. Fortunately, the script I wrote was so strong that pretty much any old ham could have staggered through and gotten away with it.
11: (laughs) Well, probably best not to say that on air.
6: Oh, I'm so sorry. You seem to have mistaken me for a complete idiot.
11: OK, we're live in five. Sorry, Rob. I didn't mean to offend. Is Emma ready? Simon Hannay has described him as the new Mike Lee. Charles Spencer said he's possibly the most exciting up-and-coming writer of his generation. So we're here to discuss the award-winning Fabian Way with columnist Emma Seddon-Harvey and we're thrilled to be joined by its much-talked-about writer Rob Sterling-Davis. Welcome both. Good evening.
6: Pleasure to be here.
11: For those of you that haven't seen it, this 90-minute television drama is the story of Fabian played by Stephen Fry, whose life is turned upside down when his long-term male partner is diagnosed with dementia at the age of 50. As if this isn't enough for Fabian to cope with, he then meets and falls in love with a woman and so finds himself with a double dilemma his confusion about his feelings towards her, plus he's faced with a choice between remaining faithful to his ailing boyfriend, who some days doesn't know who he is, occasionally even becoming violent towards him, or of seizing his chance of finding happiness with the charming, if somewhat dim, Sophie. Serious and comical by turns, Fabian Way has received a good smattering of awards and award nominations. Stephen
12: Fry, of course, rave reviews for his performance. Absolutely, and so well deserved. I can't begin to imagine why we've waited so long to see Stephen in a role like this. Just mesmerising as this completely lovable character who finds himself torn between following his heart, even though his heart is leading him in a direction that he doesn't understand, and wanting to do the right thing by his partner. You're just behind him all the way. And the critics are stunned.
6: I couldn't agree more. Not only a great talent, but also dear friend of mine.
11: So, Rob, I want to ask you about the decision you took to deal with the story of a gay man falling for a woman. And also, the whole issue of coping with a partner that's suffering with dementia. Some might say that could be considered one issue too many.
6: It is. I stated from the start that the boyfriend should in fact have been a wife, but I was overruled.
11: Really? I assume that was your intention.
6: Let's be clear. I wrote a script about a man whose wife goes a bit mental. I mean... It's, oh, bollocks! Uh, can we rewind on that?
11: We're live, Rob.
6: Yes, yes, yes. But you've always got that 30-minute delay thing.
11: <laughs> Not on this show.
6: Ass. I meant to say, I wrote a script about a man whose wife is diagnosed with dementia, but the script editor told me to spice it up. Too much spice, in my opinion.
12: It's difficult to hear you being so hard on yourself, Rob. What I, and so many others, marvelled at in this, as well as your wonderful, distinctive voice that we heard before, of course, in your brilliant radio play, it's how you've managed to make a story about such an emotive subject, essentially a comedy albeit interspersed with moments of heartbreaking tragedy. That takes more than skill. That's real talent.
11: Thank you, Emma. And that brings us on to the subject everyone's talking about. I have to
12: ask, did you cry? (laughs) I did cry, yes. I don't think I've actually spoken to anyone that's seen Fabian way and not ended up a blubbering mess. It does just tear you apart. Indeed. Now, Rob... The issue of assisted
11: suicide, which you've bravely tackled here, can you give us perhaps your own views on the subject?
6: Oh, by a man's work shall you know him.
11: (laughs) I suppose what I was really getting at, though, was what impact or what effect the subject matter might have had on your own life.
5: I knew it was what he wanted. He told me it was what he wanted. He begged me, but I couldn't. How could I do that to him? As far as I was concerned, we were going to go all together. Me and Mart. We would have done it. Something like that, you don't. And then I met you. Like it was all planned. Fate. Next thing, I'm the villain of the piece. To that lot looking in. Martin's ill. I'm looking at a woman. A younger woman, for goodness sake. Midlife crisis and all that. But we know it wasn't like that. Ah, oh, film. It was my side of the story, my right to reply. And then you want to give it away to that loathsome piece of...
4: Please, talrin don't thing me. You know I never meant to.
5: That Blooming
2: Sod, he's won. Again.
6: It's as though everything's clicked into place. My life has meaning now. I have a purpose. Now, I've heard it said that talent is a gift from God and that the way in which we use it is our gift back to God. Well, aren't I fortunate that in giving back my gift, I'm also able to give so much to the world.
12: Actually, I have a question for Mr. Sterling Davis. May I? Go ahead. Rob, I thought the most moving scene in this piece was when Marvin told Fabian to go and get on with his life. To be with Sophie, if that's what he wanted. And it was Fabian's reaction to that, his complete denial. It was as though he couldn't move on, even when Marvin was giving him permission to. I'd like to know, have you ever had a similar moment of crisis in your own life? Something
6: happened to me a long time ago, though sometimes it feels as though it could have happened in the last minute. It's that... Raw.
11: I'm sorry. It's too... Rob, take your time.
6: I've known loss. I've known pain. I'm an artist, and like many great artists, I too have had many dark nights of the soul. The important fact is... I made it!
12: Rob, he doesn't have to go through this here, does he?
11: No, uh, Rob, if you'd like to take a breather. Sorry. Sure. Well, a fascinating glimpse there into the mind of Rob Sterling Davis, the award-winning writer of Fabian Way.
12: Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. I can't tell you how much respect I have for that man. So... Honest.
4: That's the one bit that didn't make sense to me. When the boyfriend walked out into the road, I don't get... What did he mean to or was it an accident?
5: I couldn't answer in the story because I don't know.
4: You mean... That's what happened? With Martin?
5: I'm sorry, Buell. I didn't lie to you, but... I've never talked about it since then. Never mentioned it. Just wrote about it. Living on that busy road. Massive lorries up and down every day.
4: Talvar. I got you now. So that's why you called it Fabian Way. That's where it happened, outside the house.
5: They went and changed it, of course. So it was his name. Doesn't make any sense otherwise when you change it to England. No. Buell, I'm so sorry I have to do this to you. But I can't see any future for us.
4: He's gone now, love. There's nothing any of us can do.
5: I meant for me and you.
4: Tal, I've got proof. I've got that email. We just have to send it to no, the police we'll and...
5: No, forget that. Look, I've tried and tried. Gone over it and over it. But every time I look at you, it's there. I can't get away from it. This constant reminder and... I don't think I can go on living with somebody I can't forgive. Beulah, I can't forgive you. You
4: will, man. Give it time.
5: No, Beulah, you're not getting me. This is it. This is the end of the road for us. I can't go on.
4: You can, Tal, and I promise I'll be with you all the way.
5: Beulah, are you seriously... Listen to me. I'm saying I want you to leave. Go. Get out. Now.
4: I got to. Got to. Loud and clear. Yeah? Of course. I'll just pop in the kitchen, make a nice cup of tea till you're ready to talk again. Oh,
5: bless you, Bula, but you're making me more and more certain I'm making the right decision, yeah?
4: Shout if you fancy one. We always feel better after a nice cuppa, don't we? Smooths over all the cracks.
5: Yeah.
3: Everyone's talking about it, Ducky. I take my hat off to you. When you turned on them good old waterworks, everyone's sympathy was with you. Hundred percent.
6: That was genuine emotion. I was driven to it by those harpies. Harpies? That pair of jumped-up nobodies, badgering away with their inane questions.
3: Uh, what did you expect?
6: <laughs> to be treated like any other celebrity. Hello?
3: So, it's just snowballed with you, hasn't it? Can't hardly open a paper without seeing your ugly mug. Ugly? Ugly? Uh, just an expression, you know I don't mean it, softy. <laughs> no, you're getting seen in all the right places, schmoozing with the right people, nice few memorable interviews under your belt. They're comparing you with Kenneth Williams.
6: That's deeply unfair. I'm an award-winning scriptwriter and a RADA-trained actor. About that, I looked you up on RADA's alumni. Enough! You said the phone's been ringing non-stop.
3: What have you actually got for me? Who? What haven't I got for you? I'm waiting. No need to sit there with that cob on. Yours truly is in talks with not one, but several telebods. What are these telebods
6: offering, pray? All sorts. Your own show. Yes, but have you got anything from a channel that anyone's heard of? At a transmission time when anyone other than desperate insomniacs might actually be watching? Oh, definitely. They're offering you half-hour programme interviewing celebs. Money's good. Right. I have to interview people? (laughs) So half an hour's still too long for the televiewing viewing morons in this country to spend looking at one person. Er, uh, Marion and Jeff. That was a comedy, though. What do you think the Stirling Davis show will be? I'm naturally comedic. When I got up on that stage at the Bafters, did you count the laughs? Sterling Davis three, Fry zero. Out of the pool, Mr Tall.
3: Maybe. Uh, accepting an award for something like Fabian Way...
6: Perhaps Stephen didn't really feel it was the right moment for comedy. Oh, fatal mistake for a comedian. It's always the right moment for comedy. You know, I've got more followers on Twitter than Holly Willoughby. Yeah, where are you leading them? Anyways, you won't just be interviewing them, you'll be rummaging through their drawers. So, when you say my own show, you're actually asking me to present Cash for Crap. They're calling it an antique hunt. And I'll be calling you something very similar if you don't bloody well buck your ideas up. Talk back, Thames, have you rung them? Oh, Eric! Tell them, should Mr Fry ever find himself indisposed, I would be more than willing to step in as the host of QI. Easy. I'm knowledgeable, popular, funny, I can sing... Oh. I look sensational in tights. I'm not sure they need that on QI. Give me a show where I make people's dreams come true.
3: Nice thought, but they've already got one. Saturday night? You know I'm not a
6: Barrow fan. And I think you'll find they haven't got a show where people get to meet me. You? Of course. Tragic person comes on the show. Out comes some dull sob story. We can make it up, of course. Don't want actual suicidal people or anything like that. They meet me in the flesh, we go for a meal or something. Nice little spiel to camera about how happy it's made them, best moment of their life, etc. Everyone's tickety-boo. Only for the cameras, though. I'm not there to make friends, am I? <laughs> Ooh, my duet with one or two of them, provided they're trained. But I must say now, I simply won't have any of those low lifes on there. Let's face it, nobody wants to look at someone who's been ill or misshapen or too unattractive to get on TV any other way. No, no, I'm sorry. It's not unPC. It's a simple statement of fact. It's beautiful people we all want to see. I don't
3: deny that. Well, the offer's still there to be a judge on this new sad old husband
6: desperate wannabe show. No, come on. Sit there and criticize people? Reel out the same old platitudes that we've heard a million times a show since the days of Will Young wouldn't stretch me at all. If I did agree, it would purely be as a springboard.
3: Well, it's lucrative work, the commercial
6: side of it. Do not mention that word to me again. I have integrity, you know. I'm a serious writer, actor, director and role model. That is a responsibility I do not take lightly... How much? There'll be repeat feeds and all. Are your hemorrhoids getting you down? Embarrassing, isn't it? Pain on sitting? Getting funny looks from your friends? Why not try new hermeloid cream? I did, and now I have a whole new lease of life. Apply using the specially designed applicator, and bingo! It both soothes the pain and shrinks those nasty blighters. Now I'm running... Walking and sitting with no discomfort at all. Ooh, that's better. Hermeloid cream. Banish hemorrhoids for good.
4: I'm going to be honest with you both. I'm flummoxed. I'm in a real state here.
8: Whatever we can do to help you, la. Hear, here Any plan that involves kicking that scoundrel off his perch, count me in. I'm sick of him on the telly. Why should I want to know what he uses for his constipation? Or what foot deodorant he uses?
4: It's not so much that, Reg. It's Talvrin. I've boobed. Proper boobed. I never thought this would happen, not in a million years. Not after all we went through, you know, with Martin and that. It's been two weeks now. He won't see me. Whatever I try, he's just ignoring me like a Cheshire cat. I suppose he can't let go of what's Happened, happened. no, and it's all my silly fault.
8: No, it ain't. It's down to that idiot with the worms. He's the one at fault here.
4: Tal said it's useless trying to argue he wrote that script, that Rob's bound to be able to get all of expensive lawyers and stuff, he'll end up cleaning us out, but I don't care. I'll get the money somehow. I'll find my own lawyers. I've been doing loads of extra shifts at the shop. It's time and half after seven. I think it's going to cost a bit more than that, Beulah. Well, God knows how, but I'm not losing Tal. End of. If I can show the world that Rob's a fraud and that Talverin wrote that script, he's bound to take me back, isn't he?
7: I understand, Beulah. And you want Talverin to get the credit he deserves for writing those stories. I know you do. But I can see his point. It's not just the one, is it? Didn't he steal Talvin's radio play, too? Aye.
8: Pat's right. We've got one, Oliver, mounted in front of us.
7: Us, You'll help me then? I'm not sure, Beulah.
8: Well, I am. Let's kick that Sterling Davis where it hurts. Right in the emeroids.
4: Thank you, Reg. That means heck of a lot to me. Right. Plan of action.
6: I haven't got time to go to the gym.
4: Who has?
6: But I have got time for my vibrating friend. With My Vibrating Friend, in just 60 seconds, twice a day, you'll really notice the difference. All you have to do is step up, switch her on, and you're away. It's so easy for you, saves you all the hassle of the gym, and saves you money. My Vibrating Friend. Have you got a friend? No, no,
3: no. No more commercials. I know it's not where you want to be, but if I were you, I'd make the most of being clever of the month while you can. This is preposterous. You're a writer, Rob. Writers don't get offers like these. They're only offering you stuff because people have seen you on telly a few times. They think you're funny and a bit eccentric. Now you're the new Jedward. What? Irish pair. Did really badly on X Factor. They got tons of telly work after
6: that. Jedward? You dare compare me to some Irish nincompoops from a crash reality show? Oh, 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 Rob, please don't. I, I
3: didn't mean to... No, no, no. You've done a bit of writing. That gives you some cred, I know. Some cred? Oh, no, not the iPhone,
6: please. I'll give you oh, some cred.
3: Rob, oh, I didn't mean it. I'm begging you, please. I take it all back, I do. Oh, that's it. Yes. Calm. Oh, good.
6: Oh, Rob, me lovely phone. Leave it. Try and remember that I am employing you. If you don't respect me, what hope have I got? I respect you, Rob. I really
3: do. It's just you've got to be realistic. It's entertainment value thereafter from you, sweetie. You get people talking, that's a good thing. But Thursdays at 4.30... Rob, I'm sorry, you're not going to get BBC One Saturday primetime. You have to face it, lovey. I certainly will not face it.
6: I'd be head and shoulders, never mind head and shoulders, I'd be whole torso better than that rubbish that's on there now. And a downright arousing torso at that. Believe me, this bod gets results. I have a good mind to go down there and tell them.
3: Go for it. You think you've got any clout at the Beeb? Don't take this the wrong way. But haven't you heard the joke about the blonde actress who was so thick she slept with the writer? So now you're demeaning my profession? Of course not. Why do you think I'm sending you for all this media training? It's more strings to your bow. Vile woman. No. You've come on leaps and bounds since she's been tinkering under your bonnet.
6: Please. Oh, nearly forgot. You pick it for the awards. Please tell me I'm not sitting with those witches. Who? Annie Jones and Sean McFenton. I can understand people fancying me. Fine. But those two are way too full on. It's all right. You're on Stephen Fry's table. Watch it. He's after me too. Is he? Oh, big time. Can't seem to shake him off.
3: Well, there's a few others you could sit by there. Sue Perkins. Now she... Yep. After me. Really?
6: Gagging for it.
3: Golly, everyone
6: seems to fancy you, Rob. I know. It's exhausting. Something can be flattering to a point, but when it's every hour of every day, it's just tiresome. Poor love. Better get used to it, though. Adulation. I'm perfectly used to it. Doesn't make it any easier to bear.
3: Cars booked for 6.30. They're bringing some people in for a meet and greet first.
6: Shouldn't take long. Oh, no. Where did they find these muggles? Honestly, if I have to look at another set of crooked teeth or a bulging belly... Rob,
3: their fans.
6: What? I can't help it. Unsightly people make me feel physically sick. It's all I can do not to vomit in their pug faces. Don't ask any more of me. Do you know, that's the one thing, the only thing, I hate about being in the public eye. What, the public? The great unwashed... I'm so sorry. No autographs today. Sorry.
4: You don't remember me, Rob? Oh. Well, can't you see properly through them shades?
6: Beulah. Gosh.
4: I do travel outside of Wales sometimes.
6: Yes. What a pleasure to see you.
4: I don't think it is, Rob.
6: No? No, well...
4: Why did you do it?
6: Some indication as to what you're talking about would be helpful.
4: Don't act dull with me, Rob. Talvrin's script. You stole it. And now you're swanning about London, building a whole life for yourself off of his backside.
6: I don't know what you're talking about.
4: Rob, I've kept your email. Prove it.
6: Anyone could pop into an internet cafe and do what Tobias did. Did you honestly think I'd be that foolish? Bless you, dear girl.
4: But it was Talvrin's script, I can prove that.
6: Can you? Similarities in writers' ideas, material, and scripts occur surprisingly often. We cannot undertake to compensate you if material similar to yours received coincidentally from another source is subsequently commissioned or produced. Verbatim You probably don't know what that means. Bless you. It's all on something called the BBC website, dear.
4: Coincidence? Rob, it's exactly the same. Well, different place and the names you've changed. Did
6: he copyright it?
4: I don't suppose he thought he needed to back then. Whose
6: name is on that script? Mine. Mine. You're telling me he's Bacon? Well, that makes me Shakespeare.
4: He's Bacon? What Excuse me, are you Rob Sterling Davis?
6: I
7: am.
4: have to say, I
7: love your show. Me and my husband, we laugh ourselves silly sometimes... Would you sign this for me?
6: Do you know, I wasn't actually doing autographs today, as I'm in rather a rush. Important function to get to, you see. I'm presenting an award to a friend of mine, Stephen Fry. You may have heard of him. But, as it's for such a beautiful young (laughs) lady, why not, eh? (laughs) What's your name? Rita. (laughs) Dear Rita. There we are. Nice little kiss, kiss. And... Mm.
7: Oh, gosh, thank you
6: (laughs) It's my pleasure, Rita Now you have a lovely evening
7: Oh, thank you so much for this You've really made my day
6: Bless you, dear lady
4: (laughs) Rob, I want to give you a chance Let's do this private now You'll more or less get away with it then No fuss, we can just sweep it under the veil and all move on
6: (laughs) I haven't got time for this uh, I don't actually have to speak to civilians, you know.
4: Right. It's war.
2: I feel this award clearly illustrates that all the hard work that went into making this happen was not only worthwhile, but that it's also helped to bring this whole project to... <laughs> what? Hello! Ladies and gents
8: Arken unto this young lady here.
4: This is a tragedy! The man presenting the award to Stephen Fry has no right to be here. He is a liar and a fake. He didn't write Fabian Way. He didn't write anything. He stole those scripts from my boyfriend, Talvin Roberts. Well, I say boyfriend, I suppose he's sort of my ex-boyfriend now, but I'll get him back. Well, what happened was he finished with me. I got this evening.
8: I had to stick to the point if I were you, Bueller.
4: Yeah, thanks, Reg. Rob Sterling Davis is a fraud. He doesn't deserve to be here. He doesn't deserve to be. Here. Hang on, I,
8: I, don't think he is here. Where's
4: Stephen
8: Fry? <clears throat> er, excuse me, isn't this the TV Awards ceremony? No, this is the British Chamber of Commerce annual awards. BCC, not BBC. I think we'd. Better run
6: Another marvellous evening, wouldn't you say, Stephen?
1: Uh, yes indeed, thank you again.
6: You and I ought to stop meeting like this, eh? <laughs> uh, what well, isn't this jolly? <laughs> We've never had the chance for a proper tete-a-tete, have we? Uh, no. So tell me what you're working on now. Oh, I have my own television show. You may have seen it. Uh, yes, no, I mean in terms of writing. Oh, can't really be bothered with that anymore. To be frank, I've grown tired of it. But let's be honest, it's not exactly a rewarding profession, is it? Isn't it? Come on, Stephen. You should know. You've done bits of writing yourself, haven't you? But what are you known for? Oh. Bear. Well, yes, but I mean, other things, too. Well, <laughs> Why swog away behind the camera when you can have
1: so much fun in front of it? You know what I'm talking about, eh? Yes, but Fabian Way has been held as a masterpiece. Surely when you've written something like that, you wouldn't just give it all up. It doesn't make sense. Well, no, I I didn't say I'd given it up completely. I have a great little
6: idea bubbling away right now, actually. Oh, really? Excellent. What is it? Uh, It's a sitcom, sort of based on Fabian Way... Uh, I can't confirm that we'll be asking you to do this one, Stephen. A different genre, you know. Well, I have done sitcoms. Oh, but but, but this is very black. Black comedy is something I like. No, no, no. It's black. Everyone in it is black.
1: Oh, that's intriguing. Uh, what's it about? Oh, I don't want to bore you with all... <laughs> no, no, believe me, I'm interested. Based on Fabian Way, I, I can't quite see how does that work in in a, in a black sitcom. Well... It's set in an old people's home. It's about these
6: old people who just want to die. Uh, very true to life. Uh-huh. Uh, this doctor comes in, sets up a kind of makeshift death clinic, and he finishes them off. Uh, the ones that want to be finished off, that is. Although, of course, it can be a grey area. All the people who go doolally. <laughs> uh-huh. So they they throw a, a nice little party for each of them. The death boy or girl gets to tank themselves up on alcohol or hard drugs. Doesn't really matter now, does it? The long-term effects and all that. Then it all finishes with a good old lethal injection. Very topical. The whole euthanasia thing. Sorry, this is a a sitcom we're talking about? Yes. With black people? Uh, (laughs) I thought you were the clever (laughs) clogs. Yes, with black people. Again, topical. Coloureds are growing older in Britain.
1: You are joking. No. I think you'll find there are many darkies in the retirement homes of this country. No, 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 no. I I, I mean... This idea? H- has anyone shown any interest? Uh,
6: yes. The Beep have picked it up. They have?
1: Yes.
6: They're mad for it. Got some great little title ideas, too. You'll love these. There Goes My Life. <laughs> Good, isn't it? bit like this life. Uh, then there's One Croc in the Grave. Oh, God. And my personal favourite, Kicking the Bouquet. ha, <laughs> ha. Get it? Reference to Hyacinth Bouquet. Right, right, yes. <laughs> I mean, why? They wouldn't go for an idea like
1: that. <laughs> but they have gone for it, yes. Uh, edgy comedy, huh? Well, it's certainly on the edge of something. Uh, listen, I, I I, have to shoot off. Oh, drinky pools. Where are we going? No, actually, I'm going to head straight home. I wouldn't say no to a nightcap.
6: I, I, I'm uh, not I rushing. Uh,
1: another time, perhaps. Uh,
6: All right? Uh, uh, bye-bye. Uh, at least let me walk you till the... Fine, uh See you then.
9: Oh, we missed it.
8: Sorry, Mueller. Looks like we're, we're too late. It's all over. Oh,
4: God. Oh, Reg, what must you think of me? I've got and dragged you all the way to London for this. Idiot. Oh, no wonder Talvin couldn't put up with me.
8: <laughs> Tricky to know what to say at a time like this.
4: Please, don't say anything, Reg. Just go back to the hotel. Don't wait for me. J- just go, yeah?
8: Right you are. I'll, um... Yeah. Um, um, excuse
1: me. Is there anything I can do to help?
4: Good God! You're Stephen Fry! Uh,
1: uh, uh, forgive me, I, I couldn't just walk past a woman crying on the pavement. Yeah, your, your, your make-up's a bit smudged.
4: Thanks. Uh, I don't know. If you can help, I mean.
1: Well, can I at least try?
4: I mean, cos the problem, well, it sort of involves a friend of yours. Rob Sterling Davis.
1: A friend of mine?
4: It's a long story.
1: Oh, well, please tell me he hasn't broken your heart.
4: Crumbs, no. Rob! No, no, it's nothing like that.
1: Look, look, there's there's a bar just over the way there. Why don't you join me for a drink?
4: Drink, yes, that would be lovely. Oh, shouldn't you be getting home to your wife, though?
1: Uh, um, my... No,
4: she won't mind, will she? Not if it's just a quickie. Uh, right, well... Come on, then. I'm up for it if you are. <laughs> Sorry, but I have to say, I thought you were fantastic in a bit of you and Laurie. Best thing you ever did, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Very much.
3: Darling, it's Hollywood. It's all expenses paid for six months minimum. The advance is eye watering, and they want you. Eric, at last! Hit me with the deets. The contracts for three movies, proper Hollywood movies, Duck. Stunning house they're giving you. Look at this. Pool. Marvellous. Uh, there'll be room for the wife, I take it. The wife? Oh, yes, plenty of room, I'm sure. Perfect. Simply perfect. So, what's it about? Eh? The story, the vibe, who am I playing? No, they want you to write the movies, isn't it? Write them? Yes, this producer chap, he was over in England, caught Fabian Way on telly one evening, loved it. I mean, he's just gone plum crackers about you.
6: Wants you to write something similar for the American market. Oh, I see. That's fine, that's fine. Um, basically, they want the same script with American accents. Maybe relocated to New York? But- no, not at all. He wants you to move away
3: from that subject matter completely. It's the wonderful pathos, the brilliant tear-jerking moments, the juxtaposition of comedy and tragedy. That's what he wants you to recreate. But it has to be different stories. Within these guidelines, he's set down.
6: Different stories? Yes. Hmm. Uh, I may need to think about this. Writing isn't exactly the direction I want to go in at present. Think about it? Rob, are you... All expenses paid! In LA! This house! Uh, Do you think I could use Fabian Way as a starting point? Basically just flesh it out? 90 minutes? Over three feature-length films? Hell of a lot of flesh in there, Doc. Yes, but it's for Americans. They won't care. You could basically tell them the same story three times. They probably wouldn't even notice. Rob, love, I'm not sure you're grasping this. You'll
3: be working closely with this producer guy. He'll definitely need you to write three
6: scripts. Well, I don't know. How about you tell them I'll do it on condition I play the main part, yes? Rob, you've got a heck of a steep learning curve ahead of you when it comes to Hollywood. But they won't want Stephen Fry
3: to star in my films over there. If they don't want Stephen Fry, do you really think they'll want you? Anyway, it's not Fabian Way. I told you that. I'd ask you not to take that tone with me, please. Uh, Look, this is the advance they're offering. (laughs) You like that? You better hold on to your hat for this, then. The full amount on delivery of three
6: scripts. Ding, dang, dooly, 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 what's it? You're serious? They'll pay me that if I write a few scripts? In one? Movies? I can write movies, of course. They want pathos. I'll give them pathos. Tears? Jerking? Get your hankies out, America. It won't just be tears you'll be mopping once Sterling Davis hits your shores. Hollywood,
8: here I come! Talk about a knight in shining armour.
4: I'm blown away. Speechless. Absolute gent. He never questioned it? Nope. Said he already suspected Rob never wrote Fabian Way. I told him the whole story about Tal and Martin. He was fascinated, especially when I told him I was the original Sophie. Bought me loads of drinks. Posh as anything there.
8: Wonderful man! So, how does this thing work?
4: Well, I tweeted it first. A link now to the article that explains it all. Then Stephen retweeted it. He's got millions of followers, like all over the world. Result, Rob exposed. Marvellous. Just thinking about how I'm going to break the good news to Talrin. I'll go round there in a minute now. It's all in the article, you see, that he's the real writer, so everyone will know. I can't wait to see his little face. And when did you do all this? A few minutes ago. So people might be
7: commenting on it already? Suppose they might, yes. Let's have a look, shall we?
8: Oh, that's clever. She's got it on her phone.
4: I know. Funny. Can't seem to see it there. The tweet's not there. Oh, look on Stevens. Hang on. There's no retweet either. What's that now? Email coming through from Tobias Frampton. Tobias Frampton? Wasn't that the name Rob used? When, when- he asked for Talverin' script, yes, well, he's not getting one over on me again. Oh, well, what does it say? It's opening now. The subject is two words.
8: Oh, what are they?
4: Super injunction, whatever that means. Oh, Beulah! What? I don't know much about the
7: internet, but I do know it can be gagged by a super injunction. Gagged?
4: But he can't gag Stephen Fry, surely. Nobody can.
7: After all these high-profile cases, I don't know. Perhaps he can gag everyone.
4: No, it can't be. Let me Google it now. It's not... Rob Sterling Davis... Script it's not coming up. Nothing's coming up. There's nothing about it, not anywhere on Google He has He's gagged the whole internet
7: No, hold on a second. These celebrities that have affairs, well that's different. Whatever they get up to cheating on their wives, that's not breaking the law. What Rob's done, surely it is illegal. To steal somebody's script and pass it off as your own to make all that money out of it.
8: Perhaps if you're that wealthy and that connected, you can get away with anything.
7: There must be an answer to this.
8: Is there? you will probably argue Bueller's trying to blackmail him.
4: Oh, God.
7: Talvin did say we could never prove
8: it. Well, have you ever heard of anybody successfully suing someone for stealing a script? I oh, haven't.
4: How long was it on my Twitter then? And now no second. One man and his dog may have seen it if I'm lucky. Oh, Tal's lovely surprise. Oh, this can't be happening.
5: Don't know about the dog, but one man saw it. Tal! Still got my phone set up so your tweets come direct to me. Oh, thanks for trying, Bill.
4: You're speaking to me. I, I know you think we're fighting a losing battle here, but I don't care. As long as there is a sliver of hope, I, for one, am not giving up.
8: I'm with you there, Bueller.
4: Do you know, you can count
7: me in too. Are you with us, Tal?
8: I'm with you, Buell.
4: Oh, Talbach!
8: Not that we've got a snowball's chance in hell. Something to do, though, it?
13: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you. Um, I'm honoured to be joined tonight by a man who, thanks to his recent triumphant performances, is becoming known as the new master on just a minute. He seems to be going from strength to strength in just about everything he does. Please welcome Rob sterling Davis.
6: Pleasure to be here, Mr Parsons. Thank you.
13: Uh, Nicholas, please. Now, I would just say, then, about your marvellous performances on Just a Minute, that we've all been enjoying so much. I mean, you've been described as the new doyen of the programme, some say.
6: Oh, I've heard, Nicholas. Uh, I am aware that many would like to hear more
13: from me. <laughs> well, yes, there is talk of you becoming a second regular on the series at one point, but... Suddenly, we're not likely to be hearing from you for a while now, are we? Because I understand you're about to jet off across the pond. That's right,
6: yes. Uh, I've, I've been so blessed to have come into contact with a marvellous producer based out in one of the top Hollywood studios who, well, <laughs> just fell in love with my work.
13: Excellent, excellent. And you're still finding time for your charity projects? mm hmm
6: um, Helping people is, is what I do, Uh, I was born with a big heart. It's the way I am, quite simply. I can't, however, put my hand on my heart and tell you that it doesn't bring me some peace of mind to know I'm making such a big
13: difference to so many people's lives. Uh, You seem a lot more um, together these days. I'm thinking back to that acceptance speech you gave at the BAFTAs. It was a little... uh idiosyncratic, I think it's fair to say. (laughs) Uh,
6: There have been some changes in my life. I have a brand spanking new agent now. It's simply outgrown the last one, was the truth of it.
3: Please,
6: Rob! Eric, you're making a fool of yourself now. (laughs)
3: But you're my first client that's made it proper big. Please let me come with. I don't have to be your agent. Just let me tag along. I believe in you, Rob. I always have. Tag along?
6: What, as a sort of pet? If... That's what you want. You'll fetch and carry? That sort of thing. Whatever makes
3: you happy, Rob.
6: I can't seriously imagine you making me happy.
3: Not just that. I'll big you up. I'll protect you from the muggles. Honest, you won't have to clap eyes on one. Then there's one or two little untruths you may have told. I'm not saying anything, but some people say all sorts, don't they? Like about your training? Uh, Rather... Not to mention the big one. I know, Rob. But I'm on your side. I'll do whatever it takes to make sure you're not
13: found out. I could see this working. Well, don't forget us back here when you hit
6: the big time. I've so much to be grateful for, Nicky. How could I... Ever forget this marvellous radio station and all that it's done for my career.
13: Well, we'll certainly be looking out for your uh, film, is it? Uh,
6: That's right. Uh, May even be more than just the one. We'll see how it goes... It's kind of you not to accuse me
13: of selling out. Oh, well, I mean, what can I say?
6: (laughs) I know it's been said of many a Brit who's gone down the well-trodden path to Hollywood, but for me, it's about reaching out to a wider audience. (laughs) And I'm not talking about the Americans' waistlines. (laughs) Um, No, no, um, it's about sharing my talent. If I can do that without compromising my artistic integrity, it's win-win.
13: Well, the best of luck with it all.
6: I think you make your own luck in this world, Nick. America is a tough market, but it's been cracked before, and boy, do I relish a challenge. I hope you're ready, Hollywood, because for Robert Sterling Davis, the sky is not the limit.
2: You have been listening to We Are the BBC by Susan Casanova. Adam Hall as Rob, Susan Kazanov as Beulah, Andrew McBain as Talvrin, Simon Stanhope as Eric, Nick Lucas as Reg, Alison Mead as Pat, Catherine Waugh as Rita, Claire Wyatt as Delphine, Anne Teato as Fiona, Cheska Moon as Emma, and Silas Hawkins as Sir Peter with Stephen Fry and Nicholas Parsons as themselves. Other parts were played by members of the cast. It was written by Susan Casanov and edited by Gary Abbott. Music was composed by Francesco Quadroropolo. It was engineered by Matt Walters at Quince Studios, directed by Jack Bowman, and produced by Mariel Monica
1: Well,
13: as I said before, uh, the best of luck. Um, uh, Robert Sterling Davis, I-, I hope you achieve what you're hoping to when
0: you get across to America. Nice to have you on the program. And that was We Are the BBC feature-length show by The Wireless Theatre Company, written by Susan Casanova, directed by Jack Bowman, uh, music by Francisco Quadralupolo. It is the sequel to We Are Not the BBC, which is also on The Wireless Theatre Company's website, Company. Dot co.uk theater R E Wireless Theater Dozens of other plays up there. Um, and Wireless is always kind of innovating and doing new stuff. They've got uh, their latest effort is called Wired Up Media. Wiredup.co.uk. It is audio uh, on location and then film of them doing it and then uh, putting it up there on the web for you to see how they did it all within a period of 48 hours so there's something totally crazy about what they're doing there but that's just uh, the way they roll there in the UK Uh, so you know that's just uh, their mission with Wired Up Media is to generate new and thrilling theater across all media so they're doing um, also looking at doing some sort of transmedia type stuff um, breaking up from just necessarily audio drama audio podcasts and sort of adding uh, visual content to sort of mix it up so uh, Wired Up Media. Media.co.uk. um Also on Twitter, at up underscore media is another fantastic, weird, crazy thing that uh, Mariel Temple and the other folks at Wireless Theater Company are up to. They also have WirelessTheaterKids.co.uk uh, for wireless theater kids programming, which you don't hear that much right here on Ready, Drum, Revival. Maybe I should um, have a children's channel, but... Anyways, that's what we got. Um, go check it out. Uh, their friends are always welcome. Plenty of free downloads um, at wirelesstheatercompany.co.uk and check out wiredupmedia.co.uk as well. And one last thing we have for you today is an interview. We've got the reappearance of Captain Radio. Thank you, Captain Radio. for coming back to make an appearance here in the Interstellar Audioverse. Um, had some tragedy in his personal life, but um, now is back here with us, at least make an occasional appearance. Thanks for coming back cap um this one is an interview with the creators of cat whackers the washington audio theater um yeah cat whackers is what it sounds like uh they have their rss feed icon is a picture of a cat with a gun against his head so this is probably not for everybody um but it's deeply funny in a dark twisted twisted kind of way yeah cat whackers is it just do a minute of that then we'll have the creators right after that
10: i've told you not to leave your records on the floor Mr. Sinatra just loves to wee wee on daddy's stuff. Don't you, Mr. Sinatra? <laughs> That's the second time this week. Listen, sweetheart, I have to head out for a while, so do me a favor. Fill his water bowl and food dish, and remember to use the filtered water. Mr. Sinatra's little body can't metabolize heavy metal in the water. We wouldn't want our precious baby to die of lead poisoning, would we, Mr. Sinatra?
5: Honey, I thought we were going to stay in tonight and
10: watch TV. Uh, yeah... It's a client dinner. I'm sure I told you. Oh, be a doll, will you? And scoop out Mr. Sinatra's poo-poo box, too. It's getting a little funky.
13: All right. Uh, maybe we can watch a movie when you get back. I, I got some Chinese. I'll-, I'll just put it in the fridge and we can maybe...
10: It's gonna be a late one, I'm afraid. Maybe tomorrow night. Don't forget Mr. Sinatra's pooey box. Bye-bye, my little boo-boo boy. Bye, my little cupcake? Uh, yeah. I'll see you later, too, Brian
5: could snap your little guido
14: neck right now you
5: know that chairman of the board my ass
14: hello
0: big brian what's up
10: yeah what's up jake
0: you are dude come on over man i got a 12 pack on ice oh i i can't marie and i are watching a movie oh yeah put her on screw you dude what happened She had another business engagement.
10: What do you want, Jake?
0: I want you to come on over and down a few cold ones. I got
10: imported. I don't know, man. Your place gives me the creeps. Well, it ain't your girlfriend's fancy condo,
0: but there aren't any annoying cats around either. (sighs) I'll be right over.
10: Greetings, Audionauts. This is Captain Radio here. We're visiting today with Mike Madden of Washington Audio Theater. Mike, how are you doing?
14: How's it going, Captain? Glad to be here.
10: And we're glad that you're here with us. Mike, uh, your production group and and your productions are centered in Washington, D.C., and that uh, probably has something to do with the fact that your latest production's entitled Motion for Continuance. You want to tell us about it?
14: Sure. uh, Motion for Continuance is actually... uh, A production of an offshoot of Washington Audio Theater called Fifth Streeter Audio Theater. A group of practicing criminal defense attorneys who liked our productions and wanted to be part of it. Only they really didn't have any talent or any skills. So we wouldn't let them part of our group. We created our own group for them called Fifth Streeter Audio Theater. And they did a pretty fine job with a motion for continuance. It's a slice of life of what it's like to try a criminal case here in the District of Columbia.
10: I noticed that that's a theme with many of your other productions, too, Mike. Uh, why don't you tell us about a few of them by title and, and uh, give us a brief description of each?
14: The first legal one, I guess, was uh, H Street Heat, which was a show about a guy by the name of Stosh Force, who's kind of a detective who ends up solving a crime. There's the Poe Toaster, which is a sort of another detective noir, which is about a private detective in uh, Baltimore, actually, who's hunting down the Poe Toaster. A real character who uh, put roses and cognac on the grave of Edgar Allan Poe every year since 1949 and then mysteriously disappeared. It's true. A lot of our productions have to do with crime and catching criminals and or getting them off. I'm a criminal defense attorney myself, and so I guess I draw a little bit from life.
10: Well, that's not Very untypical for your troupe, is it? I understand when I did my review of Cat Whackers, which, by the way, our listeners can search for uh, that particular review at Radio Drama Revival if I'd like to go back and hear it sometime. But at that time, I came to know that you had an extremely heterogeneous troupe of folks working with you there. You want to talk about them and what their daytime jobs are and, and their aspirations as actors and so forth?
14: We were really lucky here, Captain, in Washington, D.C., to, to get the troupe that, that we got. I literally put out an ad <laughs> on a Craigslist just hoping somebody would come by and audition for a part. And um, we had to do auditions. I mean, we had to weed people out. There's a lot of voice over actors in D.C., and there's a lot of stage actors, and there's a lot of people doing other stuff who are just really nostalgic and or the younger folks interested in audio theater. We've, we had Christine Stoddard, who's a young writer, artist, and a performer from Arlington. Hugh Hill, who was a Shakespearean-trained uh, actor, a doctor, and a lawyer. Teddy Ostro, who is a local comedian here in Washington, D.C. Julia Marcy, um, she's a D.C.-based actor, but she was trained in New York. Jerome Haruska, who was the voice of uh, the Washington Nationals in Nationals Park. And Steve Ray, uh, who was a well-known veteran voice actor in the D.C. area. Jeff Wendell from D.C., a uh, known actor on stage and other productions, and Carlos Velasquez, another young talent from the D.C. area. Also lucky to have the help of uh, Carla Bocella, who's our uh, co-writer and editor-at-large for Washington Electric Theater, keeps the scripts online. And
10: uh, they uh, they all have professional positions during the daytime, but they uh, kind of kick their kick their heels back and enjoy a little nostalgic radio work at... In the evenings, then one thing I've noticed about your productions that seems kind of uh, to fit, actually, the way the productions flow is that it would not be terribly hard for me to picture them being performed live just as uh, the old time radio productions were being performed. Is, Is that deliberate or is that just the way it fell out?
14: I think that's kind of delivered for me. I don't have any experience in audio theater, so I'm thinking of it as sort of a, a stage production. Indeed, one of our productions, Cat Whackers, we, we, we've written a treatment for a television script, and we're, we're thinking about putting it on stage uh, here in D.C., perhaps at the end of the summer. We haven't decided whether we're going to go with, uh, you know, you come in and you watch people as they record it or whether we're actually going to act it out. Uh, but they do seem more like stage productions than they do audio theater productions. And that's probably because I'm writing them.
10: One way of beginning to experiment for anybody that's interested in doing audio theater and taking a shot at it, get a script, get some actors, and get something like portable recorders. I mean, is it battery-operated? Probably a stereo one would be good to start with because then you can use it as your single microphone for the recording instead of using multiple microphones like more professional setups do but you can use a Zoom H1. That's what we used. And it's very relatively inexpensive to get it, and it actually has very high reproduction of audio quality. If you want to get into this and and see how it sounds, what you do with it, learning some of the ropes to begin with, taking a single device like that and going out and working with it is not a bad way to start.
14: I would totally agree. You could download Audacity for free, spend about I don't know, $200 on recording equipment. And you could record something that you could, you know, post on the Internet. I mean, it could be that cheap.
10: Yes, and um, you might mention what Audacity is, too, while you're there at it, Mike.
14: Audacity is a free audio editing program, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. You can download it free off the Internet. And, you know, it, it works surprisingly well for um for a a freeware distribution program. That's what what we use to to do all of our productions.
10: Yeah, and there are others out there as well. Uh, You'll find more information about uh, a lot of the basics of doing this type of production and getting more serious about it. If you visit Radio Drama Revival's parent site, with Fred Greenhalgh's very excellent Final Rune site, F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E dot com, And if you look for the articles that he has there, he's extended a lot of advice there. And there are plenty of other sites on the internet too, Uh, oralstage.com that Matt Boudreau and his group sponsors also has some excellent articles about establishing acoustics for recording. So there's plenty of information out there for anybody that wants to get out and start learning to do this. I see that your next project coming up is uh, kind of an interesting one. Why don't you give us a a little bit of a preview of what that is? Because a uh, a lot of our listeners are probably going to be able to identify with where the premise for this came from.
14: It's Cash cop Captain, and it's going to be, bar none, the best audio theater production of 2012. It's based on Cash Cab, which is a uh, cable-based program about this cab that really literally drives around New York City. And if you get in the cash cab, they'll ask you three questions between where you get in and your destination. And if you answer them correctly, they give you money. And then if you answer the red light challenge correctly, you get a whole bunch of money. But if you answer three questions incorrectly, they kick you out where you are. Cash cop is sort of a twist on that. He's a cop, driving around Washington, D.C., and like all cops, he busts people. However, the lights go on, the sirens go on, and the show starts. If you can answer the three questions correctly and the bonus round, you go free. But if you don't, you go to jail. It's sort of an opportunity for thugs, punks, and criminals to win cash and valuable prizes.
10: Honestly, even, I assume, uh, as long as they're not being stung in the process, I also assume. Who,
14: the coppers? The criminals. Oh, the criminals. Yeah, you know, they'll like it. They'll like it.
10: They will. Okay. I wanted to ask you, if somebody were to come to your site and be uh, a first-time listener there, could you recommend one of your particular shows as uh, Get to Know Washington Audio Theater better?
14: I'd have to say, if you're a first-time listener to our site and you wanted to listen to one, I'd probably recommend Cat Whackers, a black comedy that everyone seems to like. Well, except for Cat Lovers.
10: And I will second the motion, it's extremely funny, very well thought out, a clever script, highly original, and not for somebody who really adores cats all that much. But uh, if you have a a tolerance for a well-scripted, well-acted show, then I would certainly recommend that you start out with Cat Whackers as well.
14: We like to say, you know, if you hate cats, you'll love Cat Whackers. If you like cats, you'll still like Cat Whackers. And if you love cats, it's probably not for you.
10: Couldn't have said it better myself. Listen, Mike, I appreciate your being with us this evening. Why don't you let us know, again, what your website is and how folks who want to communicate with you might be able to do that.
14: Sure. You want to check out our productions? They're always free at com. You want to communicate with us? Hey, there's a a link right there where you can send us a message.
10: Well, listen, uh, we had invited Carla to join us this evening, but unfortunately she wasn't able to. I want to extend our greetings to her. And thank you again, Mike, for being with us.
14: Captain, can I say hi to my mom?
10: Uh, Sure you can. Do you have a sign you want to hold up? Hey, Mom! Oh, I like the sign. Nice colors. Mike, we'll talk to you later. Keep on producing the the good stuff, and I look forward to to hearing what's done and what comes from Washington Audio Theater in the future, and I hope our listeners will stay tuned to all that stuff as well. This is Captain Radio, signing off.
0: All right, if you liked what you had to hear, WashingtonAudioTheater.com, Washington, like Washington State, WashingtonAudioTheater dot theater e r all right and uh, for the rest of the month we're gonna have more um, audio for you of course um, we'll we'll let you know each week you never really know what you're gonna get here um, but if you like it listen if you don't like it wait for next week we got plenty of um, plenty more in our archives at RadioDramaRevival.com. you can dig up the RSS feed which has like the latest fifty or so or go to the website um, there's a link to our mega archives page with a little bit about each of the episodes going back to the very, very beginning. um, You can also find us on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes. um, You can follow us on Twitter. Hit up at Radio Drama. Follow us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio Drama Revival. And um, working on that app for you should be launching in early January and all kinds of other good stuff coming for you. Uh, Keep on keeping on here at Radio Drum Revival. We make this for you. If you do like this show and you can either support us with money or not with money, just uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, More people. Talking about audio theater is how we keep this thing going. Um, that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, that's Southern Maine's community radio. It is podcast at Revival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.